The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The so-called glam yoga teacher is in court. The trial of Kaylin Armstrong starting now. And I mean right now. Can the yoga teacher now charged with murder of her love rival, a world-class, beautiful female biking star? But can Kaylin Armstrong charm the jury the way he, she has charmed so many others, including her own jailers? She tricked them into taking her to a fake medical appointment where she then escaped. And it ain't the first time. Remember her hiding out in Costa Rica after she got a makeover, including a nose job, to somehow elude authorities? Well, the U.S. Marshals were on to that. Finally in a court of law. And you know who's getting lost in the sauce, seemingly outshined by her glam? Mo, Mariah. A young girl in her 20s wants nothing more than to ride her bike and get one trophy after the next, after the next, after the next. Her parents so proud. This girl, Mariah Wilson, a world-class dirt bike champion, gunned down, chased through a house, cornered in a bathroom, and shot multiple times. Why? according to prosecutors, because she dared to have a meal with Caitlin Armstrong's cheating boyfriend. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Crime Stories and Sirius XM 111. Oh, yes, there's 12 in the box. That means the jury has been selected. And I guarantee you that at this very minute, they are eyeballing the so-called glam yoga instructor, Caitlin Armstrong, Take a listen to this. Detective Richard Spiller 
Austin PD. On May 11, 2022, at approximately 9.56 p.m., Austin police officers responded to a check welfare urgent call at 1708 Maple Avenue in Austin. Upon their arrival, they found the resident of 1708 Maple Avenue performing CPR on a female. That female was Anna Wilson. Despite the life-saving efforts, Anna Wilson was pronounced deceased at 10.10 p.m. The preliminary investigation revealed that Anna Wilson, a cyclist, was visiting Austin and staying with her friend on her way to the Dallas area for a race. Just simply minding her own business. With me, joining us live from the courthouse, Tony Plahetsky, investigative reporter with the Austin American Statesman and KVUE. Tony, it's great to be talking to you. Tell me the scuttlebutt in the courthouse. Well, opening statements, as you mentioned, begin any minute now. And Nancy, the big question going into those opening statements is that this could likely be the first time we hear any kind of defense that is lodged by Caitlin Armstrong's defense attorneys. What will they say? How will they defend her against what police and prosecutors have described as this mountain of evidence? So really all ears and all eyes are going to be on her voluminous, might I add, defense team this morning. You know, I've seen her and uh, just recently, and she does not look the same way she did at the time, but she's still a beautiful woman. You know how hard it is to get a conviction on a, a female in this country? Because when you see, not me, but many jurors, when they see a woman sitting at the council table accused of a crime, they think, oh, she reminds me of my mom. My mom could never do anything like this. Or she reminds me of my little sister. Or she reminds me of my very first girlfriend in high school. Alan Bennett joining me, a high-profile lawyer, now partner at Gunter Bennett and Anthus. Hey, Alan, thank you for being with us. Right or wrong, it's much harder to get a conviction, much less for murder, on a woman. I think you're correct, Ms. Grace. In fact, I think we have all been somewhat aware of that ever since Lizzie Borden walked out of the courtroom a free woman years and years ago. That was before my time, I think, but go ahead. <laughs> well, just... Mine too, but maybe maybe not by a whole lot. Guys, he's talking about Lizzie Borden. <laughs> Took an axe, gave her parents how many wax? 40. Forty. Thank you, Jackie, the legal scholar over here in the corner. Yes, you're right. But, you know, the, the Lizzie Borden escaping justice kind of escaped my mind. Why is it so hard to get a conviction on a woman? I've gotten them. Don't worry about that. But it is harder. I think you're right, Ms. Grace. And again, I'm not sure that I quite myself understand the psychological or implications of all that or what the mindset is of jurors, but you are right. I think women, and I hate to sound sexist, but I think women and other members of society enjoy a certain presumption of innocence, maybe in our minds above and beyond the standard presumption of innocence that we all enjoy. Well, you're right. and But just so you know, Alan Bennett, when somebody says, uh, no offense, that means they're about to offend. But And when you say not to be sexist, that means you are about to be sexist. But I'm sitting here agreeing with you in the sense that it's harder to get a conviction on a woman. You got this one right here. Uh, Caitlin Armstrong, the so-called glam yoga instructor, also called the killer yoga instructor. She's pretty and she can be very, very charming and come across very meek and mild. Okay, Dr. Bethany joining me, Dr. Bethany Marshall, who is a renowned psychoanalyst joining us out of Beverly Hills. Dr. Bethany, uh, thank you for making time between all of your <laughs> your clients that are 
complaining and whining about the prices there on Rodeo Drive. You know that spells rodeo, right? Uh, that said, okay. go ahead, hit me. You know, I think certain people are in a protected class in our society. Women, especially beautiful women, white women are in a protected class. Old white men are in a protected class. Look, the, that poli we look at politics, they're older white men. I mean, we, we agree societally that some people are special and privileged and that we're not going to punish them for anything. And then there are other people that are punished endlessly, uh, people in lower socioeconomic um, lives. They are punished endlessly for crimes. Can we get back to murder? Can we get back to someone chasing Mariah Mo Wilson, just 25 years old? That's not that much older than my twins. They're about to turn 16. Chasing her through the house, cornering her in a bathroom where there's no escape and shooting her multiple times. That's what we're talking about. You know what? I've got a very old and endearing saying. We never curse around the children ever, but we do allow this one bit of wisdom. Screw her and the horse she rode in on, chasing a 25-year-old girl through the house, trapping her in the bathroom and shooting her multiple times because she had, what, lunch with Caitlin Armstrong's cheating boyfriend? Now, cheating in the sense that he went out to lunch with an old flame. Nobody said they had sex. Nobody said they slept together. Nothing like that. But he did lie to Caitlin Armstrong about where he was. And she found out she didn't take it out on him. She murdered Mo. Mariah Wilson, how proud do you think her parents were of her? Their baby girl was a world-class dirt bike competitor. She competed all around the world, and she won. And now this. Okay, isn't it true? Joe Scott Morgan with me, Joe Scott Morgan, Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University. And when I say Professor of Forensics, you ought to see their world-class criminal justice program they've got going on at Jacksonville State University. Author of Blood Beneath My Feet, star of a hit series, Body Bags. Joe Scott hit me with the evidence. To hey, with all this, she's beautiful, she's going to escape justice, she had a nose job, she bleaches her hair. Don't care. I don't care how beautiful she is. I care about the bullet-ridden body of Mo, 25 years old. What facts support my theory? The fact that with Armstrong, they found the weapon that she actually owns. It's a Sig Sauer, Nancy, 9mm pistol. They actually found it in her home. Uh, after she had retreated from this event initially. But he, here's here's going to be the biggest tell here. Um, they did recover, we know at least, and this will probably be revealed in at trial, but we know that they recovered casings, the spent casings out of the semi-automatic weapon. Hey, emphasis on plural, casings. Yeah, casings. She shot multiple times. And this is the thing about it. You kind of led into this just a few moments ago, Nancy. This poor young lady was actually cornered in a bathroom. How old is your son? Uh, he is 22. Think about it. Getting chased through a house and your son cowering in a bathroom. You know, the last place you try to lock the door, but that doesn't protect you. She gets in with a gun. Can you even imagine 
Go ahead. She's she's trapped in this environment. There's nowhere to go. I mean, all you got to do is look at your own bathroom at home. If you do have a window, it's probably not big enough to get out of. But, you know, when you've got somebody bearing down on you who, you know, by her own admission and action, she's an athlete as well, certainly not at the level of Mo, but, you know, and then she comes armed. And at this point in time, she's leaving behind these casings that eject out of this weapon, multiple. And they'll be able to do kind of a generalized match through ballistics on the casings themselves. They leave little marks. The housing of this weapon leaves little marks on the side. That's all. You mean the um, extraction mark when you shoot a gun, the casing jumps out of the gun, but it leaves a mark on it. And that's how they got the perp, the alleged perp in Delphi. He cycled a bullet through the gun. He never fired it. He racked the slide. Yeah, he racked the slide back and ejected that live round. And that one ejection mark on the casing matches up to his gun in his home. Now, that's the Delphi case. And what a lot of people don't know, ballistics are like a fingerprint, Joe Scott Morgan, as you well know. Uh, I've done it myself at the crime lab. You get your known bullet, which would be the bullet out of Mariah's body or the bullet that went through her body. It's lying on the bathroom floor. Maybe it's lodged in the wall. Carefully, you, t- you get it out with pliers or tweezers. You take it to the crime lab. You get what you believe is your murder weapon. You put a bullet in it. You shoot it into a tub of water or, you know, a bunch of pillows, whatever your crime lab uses to absorb the, sh- the, the bullet. You get that bullet out. You put them beside each other under a microscope. And it is as clear as a bell. It's called striation marks. As that bullet hurdles down the barrel of a gun, the inside of that gun is like a fingerprint. The way that the metal dried and cooled down when the gun was made, there's only one gun with those little bubbles and markings inside, and those little irregularities leave only one-of-a-kind striation or markings etched on the bullet as it hurtles through so quickly. So you get the two bullets and you turn them around and look and you'll see the same wiggles and grooves on both bullets. And it, bam, is a match and that's your murder weapon. That's how they do it. You're absolutely right, Nancy. And that weapon is going to be unique to her in the sense that there could have been five, ten other weapons that were made exactly like that on that particular day at that factory. But however she has treated that weapon in life, how many times it's been fired, what type of ammunition, makes those markings unique to that weapon. The one thing that we will not have in this case is going to be any gunshot residue on her. Remember, there was a big lapse of time. So that's that's kind of to their deficit, I think. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on, yep. hold on. When you shoot a gun, a fine mist expels of gunshot powder. And right. it's so fine, you really don't even see it. Like in the cartoons, you see a puff of smoke come up. You don't see it in real life. But right. uh, as many people compare, it's like taking a um, powder puff and going poof, and the powder uh, dissolves in the air. It's just that fine or finer. And when a person's hand that has just fired a gun, they don't even know it. But their hand to about 36 inches up their arm, maybe even on their clothes, can have that very fine gunshot residue on them. And what Joe Scott is saying in regular people talk is that all you have to do is this and you get rid of it, just like baby powder. Uh, wash your hands uh, 
rub them on something, it's gone. And they didn't. Yeah, you can get, wipe them on your pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, and it's they didn't very get fragile. to Caitlin Armstrong in time to do a sufficient GSR gunshot residue test. So, yeah, we're screwed on that. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I, I want to understand the facts that show that Mariah was chased through the house. Hey, hey, Tony Plahetsky. Yeah. The crime scene is a friend's home. Mariah was staying at a friend's home while she was there competing. Tell me about that neighborhood. What do we know about that house? Yeah, so it's a it's a house in in East Austin, a well-known gentrified area of of our city. Nancy is where many young people live in in our city. And I think one thing that is also so signature to this case and this investigation is that Caitlin Armstrong's Jeep SUV in addition to the ballistics testing and results that we've been talking about, police and prosecutors first got on to Caitlin Armstrong as a suspect because they saw her Jeep SUV stalking that area around the exact same time. You are so right, Tony Plahetsky. You know, uh, for a lot of us, you see one Jeep go by, you've seen them all. Take a listen to Arica D, as in Delta, from Crime Online. As the Austin Police Department investigate, they reach out to neighbors asking for surveillance video. A neighbor's camera pointed at the driveway of the home where Wilson was staying showed a black Jeep Grand Cherokee drive past the house just one minute after Wilson went inside. In the meantime, police reach out to Colin Strickland, who agrees to an interview at his home. When police arrive, 
they see a black Jeep Grand Cherokee in the driveway. The same one seen in the surveillance video. Mm-hmm. The same one in the surveillance video. Now listen to our cut. 153B Brother. It's the Austin Police Department Detective Richard Spiller. Our investigation shows that before her death, Wilson was in the company of Colin Strickland. The preliminary investigation revealed that Colin dropped Wilson off at 1708 Maple Avenue at approximately 8.36 p.m. Investigators obtained ring camera video from the neighborhood that captured a vehicle at 1708 Maple Avenue within two minutes of the time Colin dropped off Wilson. It was later discovered that vehicle was registered to Colin's girlfriend, Caitlin Armstrong. Yeah, you know what? I love the DMV. They're so, Department of Motor Vehicles, they're so maligned. They're so mistreated. Uh, they always get a bad rap. You know what? DMV has helped me solve so many cases. And guess what? It also helped solve the Idaho force light because uh, Brian Koberger was driving around in his white Elantra. And the moment white Elantra was put out there, two campus cops start digging through all the white Elantras that are registered to where he was going to school. And they find his name, his apartment number. They go by, they see that tag number, they immediately log it back to Brian Koberger. They find out everything they can about him. And that's how the case really got cracked open at the get-go. Tell me about it, Tony Plahetsky. What does the surveillance video show? And then to you, Bethany Marshall, because I got a whopper for you. Go ahead, Tony. Tell me about the black vehicle circling the crime scene. Yes, so it was around that same time, around 8.30 at night. And the way it happened is that police, as they... Okay, wait a minute. 8.30, Mariah and the Armstrong boyfriend, Colin Strickland, they were home by 8.30? Yeah, it was it was an early an early night. I mean, they had gone swimming at, at a pool, a well-known uh, municipal pool here in Austin called Deep Eddy. Nancy, from that pool up the hill, there's a restaurant that they went to. They grabbed a couple of burgers, and then and then they called it a night. So there's no sleeping around, shacking up at a motel, nothing like that. No clubbing, no drinking. They go swimming, they get a burger, and he drops her off, and she gets murdered over that. We know uh, through video and and the use of of. DMV video, police say that they were able to rule out Colin Strickland as a suspect because he did exactly what he told police he did. He dropped uh, Mo Wilson off. I don't even know if I would call this cheating. Dr. Bething, that's another thing for me to ask you because uh, as I've always said my whole life, I will have lunch or dance with anybody. Don't care. I would not classify this necessarily as cheating, although he did lie to Caitlin Armstrong about it. I don't even know if this rises to cheating, but, but go ahead, Tony Plahetsky. I've got to set the table for Dr. Bethany, and trust me, she only uses silver and fine china. So give me all the facts. So, so they pretty quickly dismiss Colin Strickland as, as a suspect, and then they see they, the police within 24 hours are knocking on every neighbor's door. And uh, one of the neighbors says, hey, I've got this ring camera video. They are able to distinguish some unique characteristics of this Jeep SUV, including, by the way, a bicycle rack on the back. 
And then another neighbor suggests that he saw someone leaving the home around the time of the murder and and possibly pushing a bike. Uh, and, and that bike was later found um, kind of hidden in some in some bushes. So the police formed this theory that whoever killed Mariah Wilson then meant to to do something with the bike, either either an act of vengeance or to possibly even make it look like some sort of, of burglary. Wow. That's a lot of information, Tony Plahetsky. Guys, Tony Plahetsky joining me at the courthouse right now, investigative reporter Austin, American statesman, also with KVUE, and dare I suggest a longtime friend and colleague. Okay, Dr. Bethany and Irv Brandt, renowned U.S. Marshal, traveled all over the world catching criminals. Irv, I'm getting to you. You know where I'm going. Uh, Dr. Bethany, really? Mariah is dead over this? Well, you know, one of the criteria for borderline sociopathic personality, which... Oh, here you go. (laughs) ...is rage in response to perceived slights and injuries. Perceived slight injuries. I'm just writing this down. Go ahead. Perceived slights and injuries. You see that all over the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that that women, especially with personality disorders, respond to perceived slights and injuries negatively. And in this case, obviously, she has pathological jealousy. It reminds me of those chimps that are fawned over by their owners and then one more person comes onto the property and they get, they get their face ripped off by the chimp. It's a very primitive, primitive anger. And um, I think that people who have borderline personality, they bring everyone down around them. We don't really know that her boyfriend was a cheater, but now in the press, everyone's calling him a cheater. So this is what they do. It's like a cancer that spreads outwards. I'm thinking about her running through the house after Wilson, running away from the security guards, jumping over a fence. This woman puts enormous energy into herself, into getting away, into committing crimes. She's very, very active. And I also see this by patients who are borderline. All they think about is revenge, jealousy. They, they, They create a mess everywhere they go. And and the particular type of mess they create is like huge temper tantrums. They groom people. um, They they groom their neighbors and their friends by being really sweet and loving. That's what I'm afraid she's going to do with the jury. So they will have... Good point. They'll think there's no way this woman could have done that. They may even think, hey, maybe Mariah was the aggressor. But that's not what the facts and evidence are going to show. Because there's there's hard evidence, forensic evidence, that Mariah did not fight back. She couldn't fight back. She was unarmed. I believe, and I'm not sure about this, that there may have been a silencer involved uh, because none of the neighbors heard gunshots. But I want you to hear how innocent it was on Mariah's part anyway. Take a listen to our cut A. Anna Wilson is better known by her middle name, Mariah. In racing circles, it's Mo. Wilson is an up-and-coming gravel and mountain bike racer, and she's in Austin to tackle the Gravel Locos race in Hico. As luck would have it, Wilson has friends in the area, so instead of booking a hotel, she bunks down with her friend. The friend already had plans for the evening, but that's okay. Wilson has plans of her own. 
she tells her friend that she's meeting up with a guy she dated briefly for dinner and an evening of catching up. But when the friend gets home, Mariah is not there to open the door. Listen, our cut B. When Mo Wilson's friend returns home from her dinner plans, she finds Wilson unresponsive inside the home. There's blood everywhere, and her friend is in the bathroom, lodged between the toilet and the wall. 911 is called. Police arrive to find Wilson has been shot multiple times with a 9mm weapon, and it doesn't appear the shooting is random. I want to talk about that issue because it's very, very significant to me. Joseph Scott Morgan, a professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University. It's significant to me that Mariah Moe is lodged between the toilet and the wall, that little spot. You know, a lot of homes, they put the, the commode off so it doesn't take any extra room off by the wall. Now, this is what I was asking earlier, and I want to give you my hypothesis. Blood was, quote, everywhere. Blood everywhere. And Mariah was wedged down as far as she could get between the commode and the wall, which means because the blood is everywhere, she was shot, and then she kept trying to get away and finally wedged down between that commode and the wall to protect herself, and that's where she died. That's what I'm talking about, that she was chased, because all the blood isn't right there, a pool of blood where her body was. It was elsewhere, which tells me a chase was on. Yeah, you just follow the path that the blood leaves. And here, here's one other thing. I think a lot of folks out there believe that if you're shot, you're automatically going to go down. Uh, and of course, that's anatomically dependent. It depends on where you're injured, you know, the impact of that injury. And here, here's another layer of fear that kind of plays into what Moe's last moments were, Nancy, is that if we go with this idea that she was chased and she wound up, you know, wedged in this tiny little environment, she's trying to go to that last point of retreat where she can put distance between herself. She would have had an awareness. Oh my God, I'm being shot. Adrenaline's pumping. She's pumping blood. And so when she gets in there, heightened fear and this individual literally advances on her and executes her in this environment it's not just one shot, two shot, and this is more of a, a Bethany comment, but the fact that she shot so many times, and we don't have the exact number at this point in time, but the fact that she shot so many times, this goes to either wanting to finish the job at that moment in time, or just like when we see a stabbing where you've got overkill, Nancy, you got a lot of hate, you got a lot of anger going forward to this. Hey, and I'm going to circle back, hey, to you, Alan Bennett, a high-profile lawyer, former prosecutor with Gunter, Bennett, and Anthes, uh, joining us from this jurisdiction. Alan Bennett, I want to hear everything about this courthouse, everything you know about the judge that you can repeat on air, but I want to circle back to you about flight and about the multiple gunshots, because me and I would hammer that with this jury. A lot of people think, oh, uh, Kaylin Armstrong was mad. She was angry. So she pulled a gun and just shot. O-H-E-L-L-N-O. Premeditation in that jurisdiction of Austin can be formed in the blink of an eye, the twinkling of a moment, the time it takes you to pull a gun 
and raise it and pull the trigger. The fact that Mariah Wilson Moe was shot multiple times is time enough, more than enough, to form premeditation, intent to act under the law, much less, if my theory is true, where Mariah was actually chased to the house. That's more time. You've got her circling the house with bringing a gun with her, showing intent. All that time, she could have just kept on driving, but no, she went in and gunned down Mariah out of anger over a, a hamburger. Really? They had a hamburger together, so she gets the death penalty? Uh-uh. Yeah, no. I don't care how glamorous she is. She can go straight to supper with Satan for all I care. So we're talking about what's going to be happening. And it's happening right now, by the way. The opening statements are happening. Now, catch this. The police actually had, <laughs> had Caitlin Armstrong in their grasp. They did not arrest her on suspicion of murder. They let her go because of a technicality in a previous warrant where she did not pay for Botox, and she got away. She left without paying, and there was a warrant on her for that. They could have grabbed her right then on that warrant, but no, they let her go, and she took off. But I want you to hear this. I want you to hear I Cut 154. This is Detective Richard Spiller from Austin PD. The Austin Police Department's TAC Intel unit located Colin at his residence, and he agreed to an interview. Members of the TAC Intel unit located Armstrong, and she was arrested for a misdemeanor warrant issued out of Travis County. Armstrong was transported to the main police station and interviewed. Armstrong was questioned about her vehicle being in the area as pictured on the ring camera. However, she would not confirm or deny being in the area of the murder and quickly terminated the interview. Mm-hmm. Nothing raises my suspicion more than someone that can't say, oh, no, that's not my car. It doesn't have a... Uh, world peace sticker on the back or it it doesn't have a, a little dent in the fender or in my case it doesn't have a halloween skeleton strapped to the top you should be able to look at a car and say oh that's not my car because it doesn't have whatever but she saw the video of that car her car going around and around the soon-to-be murder scene she said huh what and left and they let her go, even though she had a misdemeanor warrant on her for failure to pay for, of course, Botox treatments. I love that part. Police want to talk to her, but she is nowhere to be found. And then we find out this. Take a listen to our cut. F as in Frank. Police want to talk to Armstrong again, but she's nowhere to be found. Not only did she disappear, she deleted all her social media accounts. Law enforcement is on the lookout for Armstrong driving her black Jeep Grand Cherokee, but three days later, video is released of Armstrong in Austin's airport. Investigators say she flew from Austin to Houston and then on to New York. Surveillance footage shows Caitlin Armstrong flying into New York's LaGuardia Airport on May 14th. Then, on May 18th, the day after a murder warrant was issued for Armstrong, someone dropped her off at New Jersey's Newark Airport but there's no record of her taking a flight. And just like that, she slips through the fingers of authorities and she is gone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, 
there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Joining me right now, Irv Brandt, Senior Inspector, U.S. Marshal Service, International Investigations, Chief Inspector, Department of Justice, Office of International Affairs, uh, best-selling author of Solo Shot, Curse of the Blue Stone, and Flying Solo, Top of the World, both on Amazon, which I believe he incorporated all of his world travels hunting down criminals like Caitlin Armstrong to create Solo. Okay, Jack Solo. Uh, Irv Brandt, thank you for being with us. So, there is a massive search for Caitlin Armstrong. She slips through their fingers. They got to be very embarrassed. They should be. Uh, I mean, she's right there in the police HQ. And because there's a different, I think it was a DOB on the misdemeanor warrant, they're like, oh, maybe that's not her. Anyway, she escapes. Tell me about how they find her hiding out at a surf hostel in Costa Rica, teaching, uh, trying to teach surf yoga with a nose job, changing her appearance. Oops. That's correct, Nancy. Uh, she left the United States via a fraudulent passport and made her way to that surf resort. You mean we think her sister's passport? Didn't we find out for sure it was the sister? Yeah, the sister's passport. They, they look very similar. Go ahead. That, that's correct. And since she was came in under a different name, and she used multiple aliases while she was in Costa Rica, and she made her way to the surf resort where she changed her hair color. She had cosmetic surgery. She she was obviously hiding. She was she was 
telling people that she'd met. She made up different stories uh, about her life. And when U.S. Marshal Service, along with the Costa Rican police, tracked her down, you know, and, and took her into custody, she waived her right to deportation hearings and voluntarily returned to the United States, escorted by the United States Marshal Service, and was taken into custody into Texas, where she was housed until time of trial. Can we talk about her making up stories about her life, traveling under a fake passport, getting as far away from the U.S. as she could, and a place where they speak English. And of course, Costa Rica is um, a very unique place. You've got the beach, um, like at, at Tamarindo. You have the mountains, uh, like Monteverde. Uh, you have the volcanic area, which is a whole swath of land there at Arnal Volcanoes. So she could blend in in a very unique way. Uh, there are tourists, so she could blend in in that way. She picked a great place to go. Still, there, there's plenty of people that speak English. And there are areas of Costa Rica that are extremely remote. Uh, for instance, um, I've hiked there before. If you go hiking in Costa Rica, say around Arenal or, or in, in the rainforest area, you can blend in and never be found, Irv Brandt. That's exactly right, Nancy, and that's the reason why she picked it. There's a very large expat community, and what I mean by that is Americans that reside in Costa Rica. And one of the allures of Costa Rica, if, if you ask them, they'll tell you, going off the grid. They just absolutely want to disappear. They don't they don't want to be found. And I'm not talking about criminals. I'm just talking about people in general, in general. That's correct. And so it's a perfect hiding place for someone who is being hunted by the law. You know what else it is? It's a, uh, a surfing Mecca. Surfers love Costa Rica. They have awesome waves. So she would blend in perfectly there in the surfing and yoga scene. She was hiding out in this hostel, and there in the hostel, when she was finally found, are receipts. There was indication that she had had a nose job to change her appearance. So let me go to Alan Bennett. Uh, based on everything you're hearing from Irv Brandt, Alan Bennett, former prosecutor, now civil attorney, many judges, well, the law is in many jurisdictions now, that the judge cannot instruct the jury at the end of the trial on flight as indicator of guilt. In other words, when I see a cop pull up behind me on the interstate, I may touch the brakes, but I don't floor it to 110 MPH try to get away. Why would I? Because I don't have anything to hide right now anyway. But flight, when you do take off at 110 MPH, why? A jury can assume uh, if argued correctly, that you take flight because you're guilty. Come on. She's traveling under a fake name with her sister's passport, gets a nose job, uh, makes up a whole new life story, on and on and on to distance herself from the shooting. It's flight. And the state prosecutor can still argue that to the jury. 
Why would she have gone to Costa Rica and hide out in a hostel where she's sharing a room with five other people in a bunk bed if she didn't have to? Yes, ma'am, I agree. Uh, And Texas does honor that doctrine. Uh, It is what we refer to as evidence of guilt or evidence of consciousness of guilt. And you're absolutely right. Of course, you expect an innocent person to be jumping up and down demanding their day in court so as to clear their good name. On the contrary, someone who escapes, attempts to escape, flees the jurisdiction, your your intuition, your common sense would dictate that that is someone who does not want to go to court, who does not want to have their day, who does not want to have their trial to clear their good name. And in fact, here in Texas, uh, that should be admissible before the jury to show that Ms. Armstrong's conduct is conduct from which a jury can infer guilt or certainly show her own consciousness of guilt. Same would also apply to her her subsequent attempt to escape custody uh, just a month or so ago. You know, I I was just going to bring that up. Irv Brandt, uh, Alan Bennett is right. I can't hear what I can't wait to hear what Dr. Bethany has to say about this. Irv Brandt, you know, in the past couple of weeks, she faked up an illness to get an appointment away from the jail, a doctor's appointment. And They take her to the appointment uh, off-site, and of course, she makes a run for it. And the jailers were in no physical shape to give chase. I can just say that right now. She manages, even in handcuffs, she didn't have on leg restraints, she manages to scale the wall, a big wall. And look, Jackie, what would you say, five five feet tall at least? least. She scales the wall, even in handcuffs. They finally get her. So Irv Brandt, this woman is intent on escaping why then? Because it was time for her trial, and she thinks she's going to be found guilty. Nancy, you're correct, and I'm sorry, but this is not a funny subject. I'm, I don't mean to make light of it. But Mariah's parents aren't listening to you or Brant snickering. I, I watched the video of, of her that went viral, of her just torching in a, in a race uh, those deputies while she's in a waist chain and uh, handcuffed to her waist, and she's she's still... They need to go to desk duty right now. Nancy, I'm not going to make fun of them because it happens. Uh, In in my 30 years of law enforcement, I have had suspects who were in cuffs break away from me, and I had to chase them down. Hey, I don't know that I could catch her, but I'm not wearing a deputy outfit and a gun on my hip, sworn to protect the person. I'm telling you, she's fast. She's fast like fast. a cheetah. But they got her. Uh, they got her. And so I'm not going to make fun of them because... Nobody asked you to. I'm asking you about what that means to you. Well, that shows a consciousness of guilt. And she wants to get away. She doesn't want to go to trial, but... What happens now, the unintended consequences of this is she's designated as an escape risk. And that's just not for the right now. This is going to follow her forever. Can we talk about what it means in the here and now? It means this jury can hear about it. Evidence indicating guilt. Dr. Bethany Marshall, jump in. Throw Irv Brandt a life raft, for Pete's sake. It indicates something else. It indicates her ability to plan ahead. Remember in jail, she exercised vigorously. She turned a pen into an object that she could use to loosen the handcuff. This woman 
plots and plans in an oceanic kind of way. So when it comes to the killing of Wilson, it was not just in the spur of the moment. This woman, Armstrong, thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. There's a lot of careful planning that goes into this. Maybe if I saw her in my office, I would see her uh, perseverating, obsessing, rageful, in a paranoid state. And you know, this this going to Costa Rica is also interesting because she had this $12,000 Jeep she sold. And $12,000 goes a long way in Costa Rica. It doesn't go a long way in the United States if you want to get a nose job and you want to live on the lam. And I think the other so fascinating thing to me, you know how criminals, men in jail, always become ministers or they, you know, they accept the Lord Jesus Christ into their heart. And I'm not making fun of that because I'm a Christian. Do not crank up. Don't tune up about Christ. Okay. <laughs> okay. But women do the equivalent version by becoming yoga instructors and mystics and spiritual leaders. They all feel in some grandiose way like they've come to see the light and they believe it, Nancy. They believe they have a unique and special connection to God. I do not know what that has to do with her taking off in arm restraints, grandiosity, but somehow you did it, Dr. Bethany. Somehow you cobble those two together. I can tell you right now that jury is hearing how many times 25 year old Mariah Wilson was shot, shot dead till she bled out on the bathroom floor. We'll bring you the latest. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.